Hey, welcome to the Center in the Sink. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Oh yeah, today we are talking about Piranha River. <laughs> yes, we are. We mentioned this last week when we talked about hitting the wall and, and what do you do when you get there. And sometimes, you know, we mentioned you have to just lean on the wall and you have to grieve it. But in our society, we, if I'm just going to be blunt, we suck at grieving. <laughs> Embrace the suck. <laughs> we just suck at it. Um, I just, I feel like we have forgotten how to truly grieve because we have so many other um activities and distractions to keep us from grieving we can netflix binge we can drink too much alcohol you know we have alcohol and drugs and online shopping and food and busyness and i mean we can even turn volunteering at church or nonprofit or whatever school whatever we can turn that into a way of ignoring the grieving process well um you know it's just a few things if you think about it there is no room for grieving on social media and we are super busy making sure that we look good on social media. So who's got time to grieve? Because you will mess up your makeup. And then, like, <laughs> how's that picture going to be? You know, and People be all judgy. Right? Like, what's wrong with her? She doesn't have this and that. And what's... Mm-mm-mm. So I think that plays a role into why we cannot grieve. Also, we're seeing all these people and all their happiness. So if they're happy, why am I not happy? I shouldn't be grieving. Yep. And then there's also the guilt of grieving, which, how am I allowed to grieve? I live in America. I have running water. Shouldn't I be thankful for all the good things I have? Do I, do I have the right to grieve? And it, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable because it makes them uncomfortable when I grieve. I mean, we have a hard time, right? I'm we really wanna... sorry, y'all. I do not do well with people grieving. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Is it thing? Yeah. I don't think anyone likes it, especially when you care about someone. The last thing you want is to see them in pain and sad. And and we want to fix it. And when we can't, we want to stuff it away. When it gets tough, you know, we want to avoid it. Right. We go into avoiding mode or we go into fix it mode or you know, tuck it away, just like, oh, well, it could be worse, or, oh my gosh, but you have this to look forward to, and sometimes... Or at least you have, you know, my yeah. dad died, at least you have your mom still, I don't have either one, like, oh gosh. Yeah, it yeah. still doesn't take away from what the current grief is, you know, and it can, it doesn't have to be a death, right. even, of a person. I mean, that's what we naturally go to, but it can be you know, frustrations, a friendship, disappointments, losses, a rejection. Oh, yeah. You know, it it can be a lot. It can have to do with jobs. It can have to do with friendships. It can have to do with family. It can have to do with church. I mean, we... Amen you know, to the church thing, girl. <laughs> we, there are lots of things in our lives that we just, we just basically go over that speed bump full steam ahead. We don't slow down. We just bump over that thing and cover it up and keep on trucking. Yeah, I'm an expert at this, actually. I kind of have been all of my life just from, you know, where I come from and all the craziness that happened. I have learned the best defense mechanisms ever, (laughs) (laughs) which are not healthy, obviously. And so over the past 10 years or so, maybe a little less, I've been working on that sort of thing. 
Um, busyness is one of my favorites. And so um, striving for the accolades, uh, proving myself out in the world and having the titles and that sort of thing helped me to not even pay attention to what I should be grieving. Mm. I read this quote, um, you know, Allison and I have been reading this book, Sacred Rest. She read it um, over a year ago, and I've been reading it for like three years. Not really. <laughs> um, it says, busyness can be a very effective way to avoid dealing with feelings we are not ready to address. Rest is how we process. In rest, we find the grace and mercy to confront the issues in our life. So, you know, busyness not only kept me from addressing it, it also you know, I wasn't resting either. So, because mm -hmm. I was just running, running, running on the treadmill. Um, and now I've jumped really far in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a transition, but right. really healthy. So, but it takes a little time to settle into that new mode of life. I read once um, when it came to busyness that especially women, when we are not receiving um, the love, the adoration, the accompaniment of our spouse, we will often fill up our lives with other things, volunteering and our jobs. And love all, from your children. Love from your children, exactly. All these other places. And we get our affirmation that, uh -huh. we're, that we should be getting from our spouse from other people. And then as we start receiving that from our spouse, we don't feel the need to be as busy. Mm -hmm. And that was very eye-opening to me. Yeah. You know? I always go to, um, I, I do hear what you're saying. That is, you should receive that from your spouse. But sometimes I get to this point where, you know, I think that my husband should X, Y, Z. And God reminds me that he'll never fill the void that I have because that's God's place. Oh, yes. And I'm not saying oh, uh, yeah. none of this is to fill God's space. That is where we go first. Like he gives us our, what we are. But as a spouse, our husbands have a responsibility told by the God okay, in scripture girl. to love and support their wives as the church, you know, like, bride of Christ. And so when they're not doing that, uh -huh. then there is a void that we look for other, you know, we feel in other ways, not the God one, right. um, but they are responsible, you know, to give us love and adoration and attention. Yeah. I can honestly say there have been times where I felt like I wasn't getting the love or adoration as you would say. And I don't think in my mind I was thinking that's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. But I do remember specifically thinking, well, if you don't think I look good, I'll make sure I look good so everybody else tells me that I look good. Yeah. And that's a slippery slope because, you know, girlfriends will say it, but when a guy says it, that's nice, right? That's where danger comes in. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love, I mean, scripture teaches us that we need to face our losses. I mean, even. Jesus grieved mm -hmm. with people, you know, and the disciples did. They had their moments and we see it through scripture and we need to work through them and work through that wall. Like we talked about last week, slowly and strategically with the Lord so that we are growing. We're seeing him at work. We're seeing his support. We're seeing his comfort, his peace. And that brings us closer to him, which is the whole stinking point. 
right? I mean, not that it's a stinking point, but it's like, we just miss it. Like that is the point of these things. We cannot miss it. We're, if we're ignoring it and we're not working through it and we're avoiding it and we're just slinging our fists through it, we are missing the beauty of it. And I love in first Thessalonians four, it's like verses 13 through 18 or something where it talks about, um, we need to remember what God has done for us. Totally paraphrasing now. Because when we do, we are not grieving like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Oh gosh, that's good. Right? Yes. We have hope. We know what's on the other side. We know God has already won the battle. We know those things. We forget those things. Right. But we are, we, we can't be afraid to grieve. Like, dude, we've already won. Well, not we, but we have because we're in God's family and God's already won. And so keeping that perspective and looking at it like that, we shouldn't grieve like the rest of mankind. We shouldn't turn to alcohol. We shouldn't turn to online shopping. We shouldn't turn to Netflix binging because we have hope like no one else. When you are a Christ follower and you know the sacrifice that has been made for you, for all of us, we should have that whole being hope. Well, and I also think about, um, that goes, she's talking about the hope that we spoke about. I think it was December 15th episode, Mm. um, with your really catchy little, um, what do you call it? N plus O. Oh yes. My formula. (laughs) Formula. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, I think it's important to remember that a lot of times when we're grieving, that's probably not our first go-to. Mm-hmm. And so then we feel guilty that that's not our first go-to. So then we brush it away because that's not our go-to, right? That's exactly right. And then the other issue is... Then we have another a, issue because we're guilty. We feel shameful and guilty. <laughs> right. And then if our friends try to come in with the hope that we should have, reminding us of the hope that we should have, right? Then we feel guilty. Right. And we don't like our friends. <laughs> We kind of get off our little feathers, get a little ruffled. A little ruffled. It's like, oh, well, I already know that. Right. And I tell people that, but it's just different when I have to do it myself. Uh, yes. <laughs> always. Yes and yes. Always, always. You know, I really wish you would bring up the book of Job. I was trying to do it on my phone, but I'm too distracted. Now I want to throw my phone. But in the book of Job, there's this great part where they talk about how the friends grieved with Job. Mm. Um, she's going to look that up, but I, I really tried guys. <laughs> I just, yeah. Well, I think understanding that there are some really healthy ways to do this. Like yeah. it is when people are grieving, giving them permission to be in that spot and not trying to make it better. Oh, like yes. sitting there with no words is beautiful. Mm-hmm. How, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Just set, just agreeing with them. That's all they want. Like this totally sucks right now. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, my favorite card to send people is there's no good card for this, mm. but I'm sending one anyway. <laughs> you know, like there, there just are things. There is no good card. There's no words. You don't need words. Just, just your, your presence, presence. Yeah. and the simple things like we talked about before, just tiny little, little nuggets, like a, not trying to solve the problem for them, but just letting them know that you 
are there for them and you're listening. Um, It says Job's friend came to mourn with him and comfort him. But as soon as the door was open for them to speak, they began a long, miserable debate about the reason (laughs) for Job's suffering. But there was like a lot of time that passed where they sat quietly with him. Yes, they did. After, I think. I I don't remember that part. Okay, that's the part I was looking for. I'm thinking, gosh. Seven days they were with him, though. Yeah. Yeah. So they were with him for seven days, but they certainly got it wrong at first, which we we all do, you know. They tell Job that, like, it's his fault that he's suffering so much. And that... Um, <laughs> Here's then they, what not to do. Yeah, don't do this. Then that Job, like, God only acts with justice and fairness. So you must, like, you totally deserve this. Oh, my goodness. Definitely don't say that. I really... We've talked about it before, but, you know, you just can't talk about it enough. Um, I remember somebody put a book on my car that was a power of a praying parent when mm-hmm. I was going through th- some things. And I was like, you coward, bring it to me. Mm. Have a conversation with me. And to me, when I got that power of praying parent book, it felt like, oh, well, obviously you're not praying enough. And this is why this is happening. Oh, you precious little soul. That's why you didn't show up in person. <laughs> they were probably thinking she will react that way. And I just want to <laughs> leave this little nugget. Right. So that she doesn't hate me. Right? And um, but When it was really a totally different Right, but thing. that's how it comes across often right. when we try to comfort somebody. Well, and I... So, you know, kind of going back to Job, I mean, he's a great example. I mean, they sat with him for seven days in his misery and mourning and all that. Way um, longer than I would have, y'all. I'd have been like, all right, here's some tea and uh, food and your remote. I'm out. Yeah. But the, it's like they could only do that for so long. Until. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, man. Yeah. Like, we kind of get sick of it. And I'm guilty of this. Me too. You know, and I think that's because it's not our job. Oh. <laughs> right? Okay, girl. There it is. It is not our job. We are, don't, don't, we cannot fix, we cannot fix the grieving. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. And so they did the right thing for so long and then they just couldn't bear it anymore. And they were like, Okay, basically, like, we're done with this. We're tired of this. It's making us really uncomfortable. Like, we've tried, but now you just probably deserve this, and you need to suck it up, Buttercup, and all these things. It's they like, probably should have just walked away when they were tired. Yes. <laughs> yes, because they were doing a great job until they opened their mouths. Damage control. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is a good example for us. Yes. What to do, what not to do, and to understand this was I mean, when things really got worked out, it's when God and Job were figuring this stuff out. Right. When Job kind of went to God and then God responded. And I mean, it got kind of kind of fluffy up in it's there. It's a good book, for sure. Go and read it if you haven't read it before. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a little, little depressing, a little long, a little complicated. Yeah. Read it in the message translation. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Let's soften the blow a little Let, bit. Let's just make it a little more comprehensible. Um but I think that we meant we are when we try to solve it for people and we are trying to knock down the walls for them, we're trying to fix their losses and take away their obstacles, we are basically saying, You can't do this. I've got I can do a better job than you. Um let and, me thank God, I got this too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gonna take this away. We are if we could just change our perspective, speaking, you know, to me, 
change our perspective into thinking when I do those things for someone, I am taking away their opportunity to grow in their faith, to grow in their journey with the Lord, and to dig deeper into Mm -hmm. all of those things. That is awful. Yeah. I never want to be an obstacle for someone growing in their faith and their strength and trust in the Lord. Right. That is terrifying to me. And then also, if you think about how all of us grieve differently, you know, and yes. so like one way you grieve is very different probably than the way that I grieve. And so you're implementing your grief process in my life, which looks probably very different or, you know, whoever. And so I think that's a ne- that plays another factor into it. You know, some people have to retreat and hole up and just be quiet and be with God. And that's where they're comfortable. Other people need to go out and read all the self-help books and, you know. Right. Yeah. And professional help yeah. or whatever that looks like or talk to your small group or just but processing it. Not drinking it away. Or Netflix binging it away. Or shopping. Although it is fun until you get the bill. Oh, but you know what? I get sucked into that Facebook marketplace. There's so many good things on there you could just do to decorate your house. I can do that. I can decorate my house Mm. before I can deal with something. Just another great reason not to be on Facebook. Right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm going to take us on a little squirrel trail. Okay. So you know what? They have these little wellness um, in the settings. And so it gives you, you can set your limits on your apps. Oh. And you can, I'm sure you guys know this because you're probably way savvier than I am. And I've just been tucking it away and avoiding it. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah. So this week I decided, no, I'm going to set that and I'm going to make sure um, that I'm choosing wisely with my time. And it is surprising. And I said to my husband and I said, babe, just so you know, like it actually tracks how much time you spend on every single item. Mm. And he's like, yeah, that's why I don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. They know every. They know more about us than we know about us. Yeah, you guys, if you don't like the governor or the government monitoring you, turn your phone off. <laughs> <laughs> it probably st- they probably still monitor you even when it's off though. But just think about it. Like we used to have our phone on the wall. Yes. Right. Uh huh. And so it was different. But also, I figure my Facebook is limited to thirty minutes a day, and that's to do business and everything. So then I have to take the process of getting my computer out. And when I get my computer out, I'm definitely going to work over Facebook. Well, I now it's a win-win. the power company or somebody called the other day and they want to put a special meter on my house. What and are I was, you doing here? All the parties. And I was like, you know, it's like for the environment to save money and all these things. I'm like, no, thanks. I don't need you to know how many times I flush my toilet. And the guy was like, uh, okay. I said, I think y'all, everybody knows enough about me. Without me having a special meter on my house for y'all to know more. All righty, friend. He he let me go. He did not try to sell me on the meter anymore. (laughs) If you guys want to be on a do not call list without having to say, don't put me on the do not call list, do something like that. Yeah. I I said it very nicely. I'm sure. Um, So as we kind of wrap this up, I have a question for you. Oh, Lord. She didn't Mm. tell me about this one. Are you ever tempted to like spin or cover your losses and like skip the grieving and miss God's deeper work in you. I don't I think that's a really high question. Come down to like 5000 feet for me. I mean, are do you basically are you really good, you know, at just sort of spinning something to make it better than it is? I'm like Miss Pollyanna. I can always put a good spin on things or ignoring things to cover it up because it's easier but we're missing God's work. 
I mean, my answer is like, heck yeah. I was like, I am because it is hard and it takes work. Yes. And it's, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> like, that's what I say to myself. Sometimes it's like, girl, you need to, you need to handle the truth. Right. I have to tell myself that, like that good movie. Um, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think there are so many ways, as you're saying that, to spin it and make it a God thing without really making it a God thing. Like just putting the God stamp on it and ignoring yeah. it after that. Yes. So this is, this is free because my counselor, <laughs> I was sharing with him something that I'm doing in my, like my time with the Lord, with the Lectio Divina and everything and how powerful it has been in my journey. And he said, okay, I'm going to tell you something, which is when I always get really nervous. Right. I'm I, like, I, I, my phone's ringing. I got to go. Buddy. Yeah. It's like, is this going to be a good thing, a bad thing? And I'm like holding my breath. He's like, I want you to know that I realized that this is actually working for you. And I'm like, well, yeah, I just told you it was. Like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, but I'm going to tell you why I know. Oh. And he said, because I can tell, we had been talking a while, that you have not turned to other things. You have not, a lot of times people that say this, that they are receiving this, this intimacy with the Lord that is filling them up in a way they've never experienced. It's not really happening because if you look at their life you see them turning more to food or to sex mm. or to busyness or to these other things and he said I don't see you doing that mm. and so this truly is working for you and I'm like oh shoo because I really thought it was so I'm really glad that <laughs> I right. can really feel it it's really made a difference and he and I said I really needed that affirmation mm. and so I think that that is something that we you know, I need to take that into other areas of my life too, though. Mm. I think sometimes we trick ourselves. We can spin things okay. to make them seem better and like it's working more than they actually are. So we say, oh, well, yeah, this is going really great in this relationship or this mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. But there we, if we look at our, from like the big picture or get the sky the sky view from down on the ground, we're looking at, oh, but I'm keeping myself really busy or I'm drinking mm -hmm. too much or I'm doing too much Netflix binging. So I'm thinking things are on the right track, but really they must not be. I'm just avoiding it. I'm avoiding it and I'm spinning it to look like things are getting so much better. And I mean, I think we're all guilty of that. And I think social media has certainly made it worse because yeah. we spend our lives spinning you know, mm -hmm. the truth, just mm -hmm. like the news does. Um, we learn from the news as well. <laughs> that was also a free one. That was also free. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I just, I think we should, we just want to ask you all that today. Like, is there, are you spinning something? Are you, are you covering something avoiding with something it. else? Are you avoiding it? And if you are, we just pray that God opens your eyes as mm -hmm. he has for us in many ways in our life, that he'll open your eyes to that and help you deal with sitting at that wall and grieving and mm -hmm. knowing that it's okay and you're in good company and that we have this amazing whole being hope that so many other people do not have in the world. Mm, I love that. And you know, the best way to like look into your life and see if that's a thing um, is to kind of take note of your daily activities. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, like, what is your pattern? 
Does your husband walk out the door and you immediately dive into Facebook? Um, does your husband come home and you immediately dive into Facebook to avoid the fact that you guys aren't communicating? Ooh, um, good or one. shopping or, you know, your kids are trying to talk to you or your kids are not talking to you. So you're avoiding it by running out to do errands when they come home from school. Um, what are you avoiding and how are you avoiding it? And that's a wall. That's a wall. Recognize it as a wall and know that it's okay that we all have those and they're not going to go away. They'll continue to crop up. It's what we do with them. And certainly the more that we tackle them as they come up, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to tackle a thin wall than one that's been building on building on building on building on building wall. It's a lot harder to break through 10 layers of a wall Mm -hmm. than a single layer. So don't wait too long. Yeah. And y'all, if you are grieving today, I just, um, we just hope that you find a healthy way to grieve a space that feels good to you. Don't feel shame. Um, don't feel like you have to do it a certain way. Don't feel like you have to hurry up. That's right. Um, just make sure that you're in connection with people that understand what's going on. And also, of course, that, you know, you're meditating on God and, and writing to him or journaling to him or just talking out loud or screaming at him. And help a friend out that's come alongside you and be very precise with what you need from them. And when you call, if you need advice, say, I really need your advice. Or if you don't say, hey, I don't need your advice. I'm just calling. I need someone to listen to me right Mm -hmm. now. That is so helpful. And I'm sure you would agree. You would want a friend to call and say that because we definitely don't don't want to push people away or hinder them. But we also do want to help when they need our help. Mm -hmm. And so just use your words. Usually, words. <laughs> Usually words. And have a great week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks for joining us on The Center and the Saint. We look forward to being with you next week.